Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the Film Podcast, where we will talk about episode four of the OA, part two, chapter four, Syzygy. I am your co-host, Richie, and here is my co-host, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick, welcome back. It's good to be back. I'm excited to talk about this episode because uh, we get stunning revelations and we get new characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of this episode overall? Uh, hmm. Overall, this episode felt fast. Was a big takeaway. Uh, a lot is revealed. It feels or not revealed, but you know, there's a lot of questions answered. There's a lot of intrigue. Uh, of course, my wife Irene Jacob shows up. I was very happy. Yes. And then I'm very happy with her. Um, the information the character brings. So yes, I've been thinking about this stuff since season one, even. But, oh yeah. 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 Oh, well, do tell. I would love to know more. Um, because this is the episode. This is one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. of um between part one and part two. Like this is up there, especially with the uh uh jumping the shark moment. I I would presume for a lot of people. Um, I'll tell more about that later. But uh, yeah, uh, do you elaborate? Uh, it was uh, it's good to see Irene Irene Jacobs' character. Uh, kind of brought that whole with the uh, dimension hopping. Yes, you're talking about Elodie. Elodie, yes, with all the uh, all the research Hap's been doing, and then especially that uh, little run-in he had with his uh, cohort in the first season. The other uh, doctor, I believe, was doing yes. a more gruesome experiment. I was like, oh, this is. I was like, it's gonna be great. I don't think it was like a government program or something, but uh, I still say there could be a little astral projection squad, CIA, <laughs> FBI, or 51, whatever. But I do like that there's a, a character that just shows up and she seems more well-versed in the concept of hopping from dimension to dimension or being to being. And then she gives Hap yes. some direction. I suppose like, you know, like there's other ways. And yeah, it's just great. Yeah, to, there's some uh, a little bit of seduction there too. So uh, I, I sense some chemistry between the two actors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like they're kind of gamifying our existence. You know, it's kind of like uh, I don't know. They kind of they like hop to a new game or a new world. So right. Like, <laughs> They probably only have a connection between other travelers versus, you know, inducing the people like, oh, they're stuck here. They're going to live and die in this little universe. I can travel. Right. Yeah, I can see you being excited to find someone else. Hopefully travel. Yeah. And like the OA is trying to do to find Homer. (laughs) Yeah. uh, The the beginning of this episode does bring up the idea that um, that OA is all these people in one potentially right mm. um because she does uh recall a dream that she's speaking to homer about and she sees her younger self reminding her that um they need this person that this person is going to be important mm-hmm. um and um homer does beg this question like aren't you you know, aren't you also Nina? Aren't you all these people? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a very interesting question because, yeah, if you are interdimensional traveling, I would presume that the other per like uh, the way she just explains it was really well done because she mentions that hey, I I I, I didn't live a soft life, right? Mm-hmm. But if you travel to another dimension. Where you did live a soft life, you could be a completely different person, right? Mm-hmm. It, it shapes you. It shapes your uh, upbringing and your personality. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a a very unique perspective on uh, time travel and 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 
potential, uh, you know, uh, potential versions of us, different versions of who we are. So, yeah. and what any you, answer uh, the, yeah, and yeah, they talked about the question I had of like, oh, where's Nina? Where he's like, oh, Nina's buried in your subconscious, while the OA is in complete control. Right. Yeah. So like is she in a way hijacking <laughs> personality? They're hijacking these people because they, you know, they are uh, their own individual selves, right? Uh, they, they, aside from her. They absolutely are. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, it brings another, I guess, dimension. <laughs> Or another layer to um, this whole uh, time traveling aspect that I didn't think about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, you know, I, I, she didn't want to know Nina. She doesn't want to know who she is. But she, knowing who Nina is is significant to get to where she needs to be. Um, and yeah, he, he does ask her, are you just like Hap? <laughs> so there is this yin and yang thing this whole idea between her and Hap that I think that is slowly um, emerging. And yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we get introduced to Elodie because uh, you've been waiting, you've been waiting for Irene Jacob to show up and, and I do, or I am curious as to what you think her role will be. Uh, in this season or potential future. Yeah. Uh, right now, the big takeaway for me is the, uh, the connection between the OA and cream. Yes. It seems like, uh, Elodie and Hap. My mind goes right to the, you know, the dichotomy and all that stuff, storytelling or whatever, where, you know, cream and, Away, finally meet, and then there's like revelations about their relationship, how it spans. I'm like, is you know, is Cream like the current Homer, but he's not aware of it, or is there like, mm. a, you know, is there I'm 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 amnesic Homer in Cream, or they mentioned there's like a sibling dimension to them, so it's like, oh, so is Cream another? Is Cream? Or whoever is currently inhabiting cream, or whatever part of cream's soul that's connected to the OA and their soul, and then with the Elodie showing up in a hap, and they're also travelers. They seem more rigid and scientific, not scientific, but like you know, they seem like the antagonist traveling forces between dimensions. Like she's gonna, she's coming in to mentor Hap a little bit indirectly, or you know. She's not talking to the OA. She's talking to Hap. Right. So she's more aligned with Hap currently in my mind. Where whereas Cream, in a way, have like an instant connection. I think it's Azriel talks about you know like oh it's your it's like your spiritually he's your spiritual brother, or there's something in Cream that's spiritually your brother. He's a protector right. of you. Yeah, I thought that was um yeah yeah the you brought him up uh, Israel. Uh, old knight. All right, should we talk about that right away? <laughs> Was that the jump the shark moment? Yeah. Okay. I I, I want to explain because uh, I I do feel like there are a, a community of people out there that hooned out of the OA as soon as they saw that. Um, and I happen to know one person uh, personally in my life when uh when I had watched uh this season when it first came out. Uh, I so happened to connect with this person after so long because I've known them like way back when. And I asked them what they thought about uh, season two because I was hoping for uh, you know season three. And then she told me, oh, I only got to the octopus episode and I turned it off after that because it was too much. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was so heartbroken. I was like, that's when things are getting crazier and getting way more interesting than it already was. But I don't know how you felt about that, or um, what what was your takeaway? Uh, hmm. 
I would have not liked the octopus. I'm 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 very happy too. It was foreshadowed. I was really because in the I think it's the uh, little intro sequence. There's the uh, it's the airplane cockpit. Yes, the, like all the overlay. seats. All the seats yeah. and there's like a little overlay of tentacles at one point on that image. I'm like whoa, and then I think in Homer, in the always uh, intro when they're having the discussion about where Nina is and Hap, uh, she has the bruises that are very you know poignant. <laughs> Like little right. suction cup bruises. I would be like, "What the hell is that? Is that a, like is that has that been on her the whole time, or is this like I'm seeing it for the first time?" So then, yeah, when that old knight shows up and does the thing, I was like, "Oh, okay." So it felt. I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, the only thing that it would have been weird if we didn't get that little vision, like if old knight just talked to the OA. Right, and, you... and then they left. I'd be like, "What? Okay, that was like kind of pointless." But like the fact that <laughs> it was clearly something like Azrael's an angel name as well, and uh, yeah, it's in, it was inhabiting the octopus and communicating to the OA. They could mm-hmm. tell that the OA was in Nina right away instead of it just being Nina. We get Romeo and Metatron. <laughs> No, I'm more, I, that whole scene made me more intrigued. Of like, oh, we're getting more angel lore. But you, you mentioned, uh, you said Romeo and Metatron. Yeah, those are other angel names. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think Metatron maybe like Old Testament though, but I know Romeo is. But yeah, I'm like now I'm like after seeing Azrael and old or old night, I'm like okay, sweet. I've seen other media with angel names where they they drop the biblical names. Yes, I want to see more. This one's an octopus. Yeah, that was really cool because uh, you know octopuses are um, sentient beings and they're really intelligent, mm-hmm. and it does make me curious about um, how uh, how they communicate with each other and how they would be able to communicate with human beings. And I think this is a little twist on that, that this is a telepathic um, octopus. And uh, I, I was really sad <laughs> when, he, uh, when he got killed. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, it's, you know, it's, it was probably just a vessel for Old Knight. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure maybe he'll uh, show back up. Maybe. Um, yeah, that was that was a really awesome moment. Uh, that was incredibly the, riveting. Yeah, the vision too was really endearing. It's like okay, my mind. The second you're on a plane and there's like time travel, dimension hopping, my mind was like, oh no, this is. I was I was looking for hints that it's the late '90s, 2000s, which I think there may have been one or two. Uh, and then the yeah, the, the boy character. Made me curious of like, is that is that another dimension where is that Nina from another dimension as a child? Is that a child of Nina's? Is that the OA's child? Is that OA's brother? There's like so many possibilities. Like it could be, you know, a universe where Nina is actually a boy or born a boy. Oh, be interesting. Or it could be the, you know, the the brother figure to Nina from that, you know, whatever cream, whatever's in cream now, or a version of cream from a different universe where the soul's actually inside, you know, of Nina's brother or Russian boy, or, you know, some kind of connection, or it could be uh, Nina's son in a dimension, or, you know, it could be anyone but they got the same colored hair. It's the important thing. You said the uh, boy character, um, which, which character was that? In the dream? Oh, in the dream? Are you, are you... Uh, on, the, on the plane? Oh, you're talking about the person um, that she was about to see. Yeah. Oh. They're clearly not an adult, I want to say. They look like maybe like between I... 14 and 12. I think... I think, no, I think that's a, an adult. No. They're wearing like a, a white um, blazer or something? Or... Short hair, little, blonde. Yeah, they had like a little show. They had a little, uh, 
<laughs> they even had like the didn't they have like a the striped shirt? Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't know if the, that person's a a little a child or a teenager, but. But I, I, I do, I am interested in more about like what you said, like maybe she could have been like, you know, a man in another dimension or, you know, like there's that possibility, right? Because um, they're looking for Michelle and Michelle is also Buck. So like, uh, we, we have to consider that possibility, right? Which is uh, something I didn't think about till now. But I, I will assure you, Patrick, that is not a, a fourteen-year-old nah, boy looked, on that plane. It looked like a young. It looked like a youngin. <laughs> it looked like a teen. Okay, okay. Well, we will find out maybe uh, later this season. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we. I, I love the fact that Kareem finally meets uh, away, and I love their chemistry together. I think that uh, their interactions are like their chemistry together is just like the best in, in the show. Um, you know, obviously besides her her relationship with Homer, I think she and Kareem have this special bond that works really, really well. Uh, especially like after he breaks her out. And I don't know, like right before she enters that, that club, the club, Scissor uh, G, I don't know. She's like looking way more angelic, way more like uh, elegant uh, than usual. Mm. And maybe it's because she uh, got into a new outfit. Maybe she just doesn't, you know, she's not a patient anymore at the hospital. But uh, yeah, there's like a glow to her, mm. I feel. And Kareem opening up to OA about... Um, not wanting to bring children into the world and his story about his brother, um, you know, dating that girl and how he never believed in keeping a toothbrush in his bathroom until one day, like, you know, uh, they were expecting a child. And he's clearly referencing his relationship with, uh, with Mo mm -hmm. because she is uh, pregnant with their child. And it makes way more sense now. Um, yeah, the way their interactions were before, and yeah, we're we're we're, uh, we're breaking through. We're breaking through Kareem's uh, hard exterior. I mean, that did make yeah. I was like, is he using his brother as a foil of saying like that's hit him and Mo's child, or is just Mo the woman in the story and his brother? We have yet to have we gotten a concrete answer on where his brother is. No. But I believe what he's saying is it's essentially it's his story between him and, and Mo, right? Okay. Like it's clearly his child because the way she was like, hey, I want you to feel, you know, he's kicking or he or she is kicking. I don't remember if they said it was going to be a boy or a girl, but um, they obviously had a, a relationship. So um, it, could, it could be it could be a platonic. Like that's the his sister-in-law because of his brother and her. I think the way he was the way he was telling the story is for sure he's referencing yeah, himself like, and, and yeah. Mo. He's talking you know? about himself and not saying like this is my story or you know. Yeah. Because I think if they vulnerable. were if they were platonic, I don't think he would have, you know. <laughs> I mean the, I mean like the brother's and dead that. or something. <laughs> the brother was murdered um, and he's looking out for <laughs> that, that would be another layer into the story. That would be yeah, that, crazy. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, is there a layer there? Just, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, dude, I have a, I have a brother, not me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that makes their uh, their relationship much more unique, and and uh, yeah, I just like that little scene where she uh, starts uh, what's it called, wrapping up ice. And handing it to him because he got punched. And um, yeah, just, ah, oh, man, the acting from Britt Marling is great. And I do like the, uh, there is like an immediate connection, which really hammers home the uh, thing Old Knight says like from the, from the get-go. 
like when they first make eye, they meet in the same in the ward. You know, there's like a little like, uh, cream looks a little like floored. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, are they falling in love? Part of me was like, is there like, is there like a part of Homer inside cream that's like dormant, like the way Na- Nina's dormant, and mm-hmm. uh, the OA's current body is like his cream, his cream's soul. So you don't you don't believe Kareem is his own individual or vessel? You think that uh, away or not away? I'm sorry, Homer is hiding inside Kareem, and that's why they've met. Because is, I isn't I don't isn't he sure. kind of supposed to represent her brother? Because I think that made that pretty clear, right? Yeah, that's why I'm like, uh, that's what I'm saying. When they first were introduced, I was mm. like, you know, mm-hmm. they, have, they have a clear like connection. My, I went right to yes. like, oh, is there like a, it's like a, you know, soul bond, like lovers situation happening? Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking, like, oh, it's like the Homer body rejected Homer, and Homer's soul is now in the back seat, like Nina's in the back seat of OA inside Kareem. But then when they do mm-hmm. the sibling talk, it's like, okay, it's more of a, it's more of a uh, sibling type love, right? And 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 you Which know, reaffirmed with their protections of each other, like the ice pack. Yes. And then, yeah, Kareem runs down and kills the octopus. Right. And, you know, the way we do get introduced to Kareem is he has a dream, right? Mm -hmm. Of Mm -hmm. seeing away and having a familiarity with her. Um, But, uh, I don't know, maybe in due time, we will somehow get Homer back in a different way. Um... Where it isn't, you know, where his soul isn't dormant in somebody else, right? Uh, I think the Tinder date really, and the Homer's Homer scenes in this one really helped him. Uh, really helped me go like, okay, Homer's in there. It's just, uh, yeah, he's not. Yes, current, current guy is not giving up the body, or for whatever reason, Homer's not at the driving wheel. Yeah, he's in the in the trunk in the trunk of yeah. a car <laughs> yeah. somewhere. And this, and this could be because Hap had a. I think he had some benefits, or maybe it's just a coincidence that Doctor Percy searched out for you know, like Homer reveals to uh, Scott on the little talk as Homer's trying to stealthily get information that uh, Hap needs for some reason. Probably that you know it seems like. I like that, like, the second Hap got talks to, uh, Elida? Elodie. Elodie. Mm-hmm. Like, the second Hap talks to Elodie, and she it shows him, like, you know, like, how deeper everything is. Like, oh, yeah, there's other travelers. You don't need to do the movements. There's other fuel right. travel. There's other, there's ways you can kind of pick where you go. Right, like she kind of laughs at him. Yeah. We're... Because she thought it was strange, right? I like that half is like, okay, like, okay, get information about, you know, Scott's NDE. It's kind of like, oh, he's like, oh, she's out running around. He's like, okay, cool. But uh, what about this now? Instead of just like, find her, find her, find her, like he was at the start. Right. Like, oh, have you found her? No? Okay, well, like, uh, get this info for me f- from someone else. <laughs> right? Know. So, like, Homer better be thinking, like, this is strange. Um, Something is cooking up here like what you know like come on homer snap out of it like yeah, his, you his know? desperation is uh pushing his character to the envelope and i think that is gonna help give homer the window yes like he's to down open bad his mind a, yeah he's down bad, <laughs> a down bad. with the constellations <laughs> yeah just pick a um, line of what shit day Mm-hmm. You got to go spit in my mouth. That's the best open. <laughs> Patrick, are you are you uh, speaking from personal experience that that uh, that no, does that work? I do like the shows. <laughs> I do like the shows touching on that the the app culture and how hollow it mm-hmm. all is, as well as like Bay Area. Like we're we're yes. just outside the Bay Area, but like you know, you go there. The the struggles of dating as well, and yeah. he sees. Well, uh, his coworker, I forgot her name, on the app, but he swipes. He swipes left on her. That was so funny. That was a good uh, Dar- moment. 
Is it Darmy or Darcy? I forgot. So it's a D. Yeah, hundred percent sure. The receptionist, though, and uh, yeah, I feel like uh, Yasi is a is an important character, at least just for this episode. I don't know if she'll have any more importance in the future, but um, as far as we know, um, but I thought she provided some pretty 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 pivotal pivotal information to Homer, and um, it did make him. She was kind of floored when uh, he was talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that got me very suspicious of her. Yeah, and then she like decided not to like further the date. So it's okay. uh, it could have been so because she, like, oh, she could have been like, "Oh, this guy's like, in love with this patient," or there's some like right. genuine connection there between them. Like, this is inappropriate. I should leave this <laughs> guy. I think it also was like when they were splitting the bill. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to make it uh, unfair. Um, yeah, it was a great little commentary on current times, and especially like the tech sector stuff, a good Bay Area critique. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's hard to you know find people out here who aren't in tech and finance or tech finance. Yes. <laughs> the current, you know, recent news of crypto crashing. And my experience with crypto people is like, yeah, they're pretty abhorrent. <laughs> the whole crypto scene oh. is very, very abhorrent. And I'm glad the show's going in two-footed on those people. Right. Um, you know, uh, I will admit I do have some cryptocurrency, but I'm not those types of people. <laughs> so, yeah, like people that are like, that's this is my life. This is my job now. Right. Because they have. Yeah, they have collateral. Crypto trading. Yeah, they have money from the start. Like they have enough money to. Like crypto is my full time job now, and then, yeah, all that crazy stuff that happened with crypto. If you look into the origins of crypto, it's no good, and it makes sense why it's going to collapse. It's all connected to the dark web and evil stuff, which I feel like the show's aware of. They're connecting the dark web, evil stuff, and tech stuff, evil to. The grander evil of angels and mm-hmm. demons, I believe, and I'm I'm really down Ooh. for it. Yeah, um, I do want to ask you uh, before we get into our segment of Patrick's conspiracy theories. Um, yes. I do want to bring up that uh, when we first meet Elodie, right? She was at the bottom of the pool. She was in the uh, she and Hap were both in like this. Uh, uh, meditation, like fetal position, and he notices that she's she was uh she was there at the bottom of the pool with him. He gets up, he gets out, and yeah, he goes in the sauna and he overhears these two guys talking about like the the dollar and how it came to be, how it became significant, like the value of it, and um, yeah, she walks in there and they. <laughs> they immediately leave like they don't want to have anything to do with her and she gets uh she tells him that she hears his uh tinnet what's it called tinnitus i forgot how do you say it but tinnitus yeah. ha- tinnitus yes sorry uh tinnitus and she says that she can hear them ringing in his ears which is very interesting uh because she has it too um yeah, that was quite the like a uh, steamy uh, uh, sequence between the two. Yes, um, I, I felt like uh, there's something brewing there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, now he, he wants to know. You hated Hap. I hated Hap before, but now I really hate him. <laughs> but yeah, I like the. Uh... Yeah, a little, a, another great little communicating thing about the, you know, barrier culture, is you got some, you got some Melvins talking about the the, the shift in the Nix, the Nixon shift in currency. Mm-hmm. You I said Melvins. Like some Melvins, some nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Melvins. Some Melvins, but yeah, they're like, oh, you know, like the, what, they weren't even talking about going off the gold standard. They're talking about like some yeah. like currency basis thing yeah it's like it's like i'm sure what they're talking about is technically correct but he's like one of those 
it's like, come on, like the real foundational stuff is, uh, you know, the creation of the petrodollar, um, mm-hmm. the, the reinforcement of value by our military might and access to the economy. But it's great to see these guys like, no, no, it's actually this like little Nixon thing that happened that made, you know, the U.S. the hegemonic power. We're actually really smart. Like, oh, is that a woman in my male space? We're getting out of here. <laughs> we don't want her right? cooties getting on our brilliant ideas about finance or whatever, because we know the answers. Or right. we... Yeah, and they just like, it was so weird that they like they get up and leave in a huff. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, oh, it's like a little dig, and then Hap, it's a great thing. It really reinforces that they're, you know, Hap's, as much as he's a horrible villain, he's still like, you know, they have these, they're more open to ideas, and it feels like, the, it really hammers home, this is like a Doom world the characters are in, and it's pretty much our world. Right, yeah. it's like a, it's not OA's world, right? She just, uh, she just so happens to be, uh, what, a cog mm-hmm. in the wheel, from what from what I presume, just That's like Hap so- is, just like Elodie. Yeah, and this makes me curious if, like, for people in Michigan, like, season one, like, really hit home as much as, like, mm-hmm. this season's hit home for us, like, on the, just on the rim of the bay. Yes. And all that cl- stuff, like, I, it feels so, like, I see places I've kind of, I've been at once or twice in my life, I'm like, whoa, it's in the show, and then, and then, yeah, I see, like, these characters, and they're, like, I wondered if season one had that for people in Michigan. Of like the school environment and the family environment. And now we're getting like all this Bay Area connection. Mm-hmm. And it's really resonated with me. Like it, season two feels like way closer to our like hell world. Whereas season one, there's like a kind of a magic to it where it felt, mm-hmm. you know, more removed from like real life. And now it feels like this season's getting like a lot more social commentary. Or you know, really critiquing current times, and it yeah, it's also set closer to where we live, and I'm wondering if that's like influencing my opinion on that, and like right, yeah, yeah, because season one we're in Presswood, Michigan, right? We're we're kind of like in this small town suburban space that's kind of like almost like it was a desolate island or something, right? Like away from everybody. Um, Whereas we've now have transitioned to this massive. Like this mega city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who doesn't want to go to San Francisco, right? Who doesn't want to go to like LA, right? These big hot spots. Um, and yeah, it, it does feel a bit closer because, yeah, we, you know, from where we are, right? We don't live too far away from the Bay Area, right? Just barely a couple hours away. And um, we're, oh, a, we're a lot, yeah, we're, we're much closer to, um, to that that culture than we are to like Crestwood, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I like that the that dichotomy between the two settings, and how um, yeah, how much knowledge like this vast knowledge that Brit and Zal have about uh, these two places and then the people that inhabit them, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's uh, they're uh, I I I cannot wait for what they do next um and then the chemistry between hap and i need her name one more time i keep forgetting i want to say alita every time <laughs> elodie elodie yes elodie and hap uh another great thing present in this episode is the use of water to communicate the deeper collective consciousness i believe because we're introduced to elodie and with her with that floating in the fetal position in a body of water and then she's also there floating you know for me i was like oh you know it's kind of like you know their souls are floating through the collective you know infinite of souls that's connected to dreams you know they say in dreams when there's an ocean or a large body of water in a dream it's representative of uh you know your your subconscious's awareness of its connection to other subconsciouses, the collective unconscious. Mm-hmm. And I think with the dimension hopping and the use of dreams in this show, there's clearly like a, it's the Jungian connection, the Jungian psychology. 
dream analysis. But yeah, they're floating there, and then you know it's kind of like oh, they're also you know their souls are literally floating, like they to me and right. then, yeah, it feels like they they go when they travel, they return to the collective unconsciousness, and then they re inhabit new body. And yeah, it's just that great intro where they're both floating there, and then again, old knight is a, literally a being from the ocean, and he mentions you know. I communicate to you guys from the beans in the ocean. So I was like, oh, it's not like literally just fish and octopus. I took it more as like a deeper, not deeper, like, you know, when he, when he's talking about the beans in the sea, it's more like, you know, higher beans in the collective unconscious or the wherever mm-hmm. souls are bound and all that stuff. It's really, yeah. And then they even, they even returned the Homer's thing where he, uh, when he was first sent to the dimension this season takes place in, he like, he had some, desire to eat a eat a living being the sea anemone or whatever (laughs) right right oh you know yeah the little uh sea urchin little sea urchin he takes it like yeah for some reason during his escape right yeah because he was uh (laughs) i don't know if that's related to the dinner scene with y'all see but he was like choking a little bit no i I took that as like a little yeah like like for some reason the urchin was back like he remembered that happening right because that conversation is stirring something inside i'm like okay are you remembering hello (laughs) and they get they get sushi and then there's the uh the the aquarium cream is like introduced through when they're in nina's apartment or house Mm -hmm. there's a lot of use of uh you know ocean and bodies of water this episode the performance the singers in front of a projection of the ocean, like waves are just like looking down at the ocean, like no horizon. Right. Yeah. I think they're intentionally using it. It's, I, I love it. Apps experiment. There's some of the water in that. Mm-hmm. I was so curious what the heck of that is. Yeah. The, the apps, uh, the imagery, the element of water is uh, prevalent, uh, especially in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, we see Nina on the boat uh, surrounded by water, right? And and then we also see the projection in that club on the screen. Like, we get waves yeah. of water. Um, a lot of water. Yeah. Season one, Nina's first NDE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being in that tub of water uh, triggered some events, That's you know, some traumatic time. memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I... Unrelated, but I did want to bring up more about Kareem and Mo. Uh, I love the the Meta Witches recap. Shout out to Meta Witches for this. Uh, for noting this is that when he Kareem mentioned that story between the brother and the woman and how they dated for seven years, but obviously it's about him and Mo. The seven years is the same amount of time, right? That Hap had uh, held the uh, the five or not the five, but you know the four of them in there for seven years before you know getting. Um, yeah, was it for that? Yeah, yeah. Rachel, Scott, Renata, mm. and uh, Away. So, yeah, I guess them being captured is like the same timeline in which Kareem met Mo. So, like, all these things were set in motion for them all to to meet in this dimension. We're so, on episode four. Mm-hmm. And there's no season three. <laughs> Uh, don't remind me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but yeah, like uh, back to like general thoughts about the episode a little bit, real quick. Yeah, as like this episode, there's a lot of info unloaded, but there's still so much to be revealed, and I'm I'm starting to get that anxiety again. Where <laughs> there's only four episodes left, if I'm correct. Yes, and I've there's so much unanswered. Uh, so much to be answered. Uh, so much I know that's probably not going to be answered because they plan to continue. So it's like it's it's getting rough for me, Richie. It's been... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is it sinking in for you? Are you feeling the the fandom breathing down your neck? <laughs> I just feel like the. I'm just the, kidding. Not like that, but you know. <laughs> I'm feeling like the Twin Peaks feeling of like, oh, there's no conclusion. Yes, but Twin, Twin Peaks got it, so the OA can still get it. Hopefully before yeah, at, at least, you know, David Lynch got to realize his vision, right? 
um, in three seasons and 18 episodes on Showtime. Um, but yeah, I feel like eight episodes per season for OA is not enough. We only had what, a total of 16 episodes, nearly 16 hours of, uh, of content. And yeah, there's no way. Yeah, I, I think we're going to be good. able to. I think it's good if they got to finish it. If there's like five, eight episode seasons or six, eight episode seasons or however many they needed. Yeah. Because like, yeah, well, Twin Peaks, like the second season is like 24 episodes. It's too much. Mm-hmm. That was way OA too has, much. Yes. Oh, has a perfect balance so far where each season, mm-hmm. or at least season one felt like a, this grand story introduced, was introduced, but then it concluded like that current arc, that current dimension story kind of. And now in season two, we're seeing the remnants of that first story in the original five, right? As well as, uh, you know, the grander story with the OA, and then even again a new story in this new dimension with characters trapped in it and all that. It's like I could see this just keep on going and being amazing. And there's only four episodes left. Yeah, I'm not gonna you know, give my answers. I know. And just recapping this with you, and you know, when I get to the finale, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna. Steers or tears will start will start streaming down my face oh, again. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jason Isaacs, uh, who plays Hap, he he did say in an interview, and uh, I don't, I don't know the quote uh, verbatim, but they did they did plan to do five seasons, and that they would have that's how they would have ended it, uh, just having a five story arc. And I believe uh, Britt and Zal kind of gave him like a blueprint of like what would be coming, like what. What would be happening and uh yeah i am uh, i'm sad but hey we're here we're here to somehow hopefully uh breathe life into the show in some way or maybe you know uh provide cpr <laughs> but we're just uh a drop in the ocean i think um but yeah uh, do we have any uh, other uh, thoughts before we conclude? I feel like we've hit a lot of the key points. Um, when she was looking through the tapes, I thought that was a Ooh. nice moment. Um, well, it was a touching moment between her and Kareem, but then we also uh, listened in on her thoughts, her dream log. Yeah, it was a little shocking. It's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> she's quite the... Uh, the hey. poet with her words. It's the, um, it's the, the, the bourgeois decadence. Mm-hmm. We have dreams like that. You're going to eyes wide shut parties, maybe. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. That was so hilarious. And then they both stop it when as soon as she started describing the tongue entering. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> An orifice. Yes. Um, like, oh, I want to see the, the must character. Especially oh yes, yeah. we recorded the first episode and all that all that Musk talk before the real blowout with Musk. But I'm I can't wait to see mm-hmm. that character now. I think uh, you would like the actor that portrays him, uh, Vincent Carthizer. He uh, known for Mad Men, and I known him from Angel, um, the Joss Whedon uh, Buffy spinoff. Characters? He uh, he Mad plays. Uh, he's married to Allison Bree's character. He's kind of swarmy. Um, I, I, I only watched two seasons of Mad Men, so I don't really know that. Uh, is it Pete? Yes, Pete Campbell. Pete Campbell. He yes. plays, uh, Pierre Ruskin. Okay, I look forward to seeing him. If he yes. shows up. I'm a, I, I like that actor. Uh, I've always wondered where he would go after Angel, and good thing he, uh, got a, a gig. With Mad Madman, and then yeah, he's in OA. Um, their casting is on point. I, I love that the show gets all these different actors to play these these characters. Sometimes one-offs, or maybe they would have returned later. But um, yeah, I love their their tastes and their visual style as well. Like I love how it's just much more evolved this this uh, season felt, and um. Uh, yeah. When when uh, Oa, when she speaks to Old Knight and he tells her that uh, he will kill her thirty seven seconds, I feel like there is a significance to the letter. Uh, it's a number thirty seven. Um, 
I don't recall when that was referenced before, but I know that was referenced. Um, so, uh, OA fandom, forgive me. Please, uh, please send us emails. Send us messages. Tell us what we're missing. We will bring that up in the future. Uh, Patrick, you have any uh, conspiracy theories or you have any um, predictions? Um, I, just, I, I just Googled Flight 37 and it brought me to Flight 370. Hmm. Okay. Malaysian plane that went missing back Ooh. in 2014. Yes, and I apparently uh, Meta Witches says that this show is referencing the show Manifest because I think a plane went missing mm. or something. Or yeah. So I think this is all intentional. <laughs> Classic story. Um, yeah. Like uh, the Doctors by Stephen King. But yeah, uh, before we wrap it up, wrap it up, we uh, we didn't touch on the final cliffhanger, which is the adore from the uh, the app. Yes, and how they solved the three wise three wise men riddle mm-hmm. by going to the club. Uh, I don't even want to try to pronounce it, but there's three wise in. <laughs> yes, uh, syzygy. Uh, yeah, syzygy. I don't know how to say it either. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he uh, he he finally gets there because he still has to continue the game, right? And he still has to find uh, Michelle and where mm-hmm. she has disappeared to. Yeah, um, it was a great moment when uh, the OA saw a photo of Michelle in the diner. Yes, yes, and OA uh, recognizes Michelle as Buck. Um, said that's he, that's him, and. Uh, hopefully we are getting closer to uh, to Michelle and yeah and I love the lines where um, Kareem says uh, you're tougher than you look and she says you're kinder than you seem uh, I, I, I ship that dynamic like I, I don't know something about them I, I love but do you and, ship, uh, ship them? no I mean like I want to see more of them together you know, like they work really well together. I don't know in a romantic sense, because I presume that they're supposed to be brother or sister yeah, spiritually. But um, I mean, I know it almost feels like I guess they're spiritually incestuous. <laughs> but uh, I don't know any better. Yeah. Um, she, she know, doesn't know. I'll judge him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the world is a vast place, you know. Uh, okay, no, I'm just. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so they finally get to the door, mm-hmm. and yeah, we, oh my god, we have four episodes left. Uh, if you've gotten here, viewer, lay film listener, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Spotify um, has a, a setting in which you can rate a podcast. Rate us five stars if you'd like. Please rate us, write to us, um, talk about... How well we're doing, how well, not well we're doing, email us at layfilmpodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on our Instagram at layfilmpodcast. Uh, yeah, again, I'm your uh, co-host, and this is my co-host, Patrick. Thank you again for listening. This is a shorter episode than usual, but uh, I think this is the ideal length from this point on. And uh, yeah, I, I like that we're able to um, get more of an extension of this universe Mm -hmm. this time around. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more Elodie as you are and seeing where that storyline goes. And I love that they directly reference Irene Jacobs' career and some of her great films. Like the Double Life of Yarnique, that's the heart attack film. Yeah, I was. Just, I I didn't want to leave this uh, podcast without mentioning that. I, I I that was like a light bulb in my head. Like I'm wondering, like, okay, is is Patrick picking up on anything here? <laughs> right. Okay, that that's red. That's the double life of Veronique. Uh, I don't know that one. <laughs> the the husband killing her when she's murdered. Yes, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen that movie, but I saw at least two of those movies by the great uh, Polish French director. Mm-hmm. His name I always butcher. Uh, I want to say Kalawowski. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's a Polish name, but yeah, I highly, I highly recommend those. I'm glad they, they clearly have good taste in films. <laughs> the creators and writers of the show. Yep. And good taste in actors to have Irene Jacob on, as well as the mm-hmm. whole cast, obviously. Like her and Steve are currently my number ones. And yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, I've I've been excited for Irene to be in the film or in the show. And she's here. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, they brought in uh Yeah, so many uh these colorful like cast of characters. And um yeah, I, even even though she was only in what the one episode, uh Sheila Van. She was in A Girl Walks a Home, Home Alone at Night. She she played the 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 lead role in that film. Uh, I didn't recognize her for a minute there because uh, she's not as brooding or as dark. <laughs> but um, yeah, kind of almost like a cameo for her. Um, yeah, so I, I, I presume they brought her in for a reason, but who knows? We will find out. Um, and yeah, I think that does it. Uh, looking forward to recording the rest, but also it's going to be heartbreaking for me. So, uh, this is going to be a wild ride. Cannot wait for you to see more, Patrick. And, uh, yeah, thank you all again for listening, and we'll see you next time. nothing but black notes on paper what makes it live skill talent all this beauty this energy what holds it together what keeps it from dissolving into noise well She willed herself to all.